Blog Talk Radio. show live on this beautiful Tuesday night. I am glad and happy that you guys are a part of the show. It's because of you that the show continues. It's because of you that I have the numbers that I have, and I want to thank you very much. Hope everyone enjoyed uh, their weekend. I know I did. Spent a lot of time uh, over at uh, Bethel Church. They had a um, come out and vote rally. And if you guys tuned in last week to that show, uh, we had a few of the political leaders that were uh, that have some of the upcoming elections coming up uh, pretty pretty soon. And uh, just a reminder that here in Duval County, in the Fourth Circuit, um, early voting, I believe it started August August 16th to, through the 24th. So please go out, let your voice be heard, go out and vote. The number to call in tonight is. Six four six five nine five two four nine zero. Again, that number is six four six five nine five two four nine zero. And just you know, to reiterate, I'm glad and happy that everyone has continued to uh, show their support towards the show. It took off a lot faster than what we uh, expect. I know people they like we're tired of hearing you say that. Well, it is so absolutely true. And I just am ever so grateful to everyone in the community, locally and out of town, uh, for their continuous support. And just a reminder before we go on, guys, um, we're we're going over to TV, but fret not, we will still be on the air every Tuesday from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., but we're just going to open up a TV version. And me saying that, I would like to invite everyone out on August 6th to Duke's Place on 521 uh, West Forsyth Street. We're going to have a great event. We're going to have our political leaders there. We're going to have free food, uh, live music, different artists coming out uh, to support the show. So, guys, make sure you're in the building on that wonderful Wednesday afternoon. I believe the weather is supposed to be clear, according to uh, Facebook. And um, once again, I thank everyone for their support, and I thank you for the support that you're going to show in the future by coming out to the show and uh, those things like that. As you all know, the topic tonight is black-on-black crime, and if you haven't uh, heard the news or watched the news, just even here locally today, as of today, here in this wonderful new bold city of the South, there was a shooting, a, a a little girl got shot today. I believe in the in the in the leg. I believe there was a shooting last night. Um, of course, what's going on in Chicago is is, is still happening. Uh, right now, it is more safer for, uh, according to statistics, for a black man to be um, 
Facing the loss of a loved one can be one of the most trying and difficult parts of your life. And during this difficult time, one of the most important decisions that you have to make is choosing a funeral home. And my recommendation is CL Page Mortuary, where their staff is knowledgeable in the funeral home industry. I'm Robin. And I'm Chris. We're the brothers behind Firehouse Subs. Back when we were firemen, when it came to food, we said it better be something good and a lot of it. That's what you get at Firehouse Subs. Take our hook and ladder sub. Smoked turkey breast, Virginia honey ham, and Monterey Jack cheese, all steam heated and piled high on a toasted sub roll. Our way beats their way. If you don't agree, it's free. You're going to cover that, right? My money's on the sub. Love the confidence. Firehouse Sub, founded by firemen. I'm Robin. And I'm Chris. We're the brothers behind Firehouse Subs. Back when we were firemen, when it came to food, we said it better be something good and and a lot lot of it. That's what you get at Firehouse Subs. Take our hook and ladder sub. Smoked turkey breast, Virginia honey ham, and Monterey Jack cheese, all steam heated and piled high on a toasted sub roll. Our way beats their way. If you don't agree, it's free. You're going to cover that, right? My money's on the sub. Love the confidence. Firehouse Sub, founded by firemen. Facing the loss of a loved one can be one of the most trying and difficult parts of your life. And during this difficult time, one of the most important decisions that you have to make is choosing a funeral home. And my recommendation is CL Page Mortuary, where their staff is knowledgeable in the funeral home industry and service is their number one priority. For more information on CL Page Mortuary, visit www.clpagemortuary.com or call 904 904- Three five three four four three four. Hey guys, and we are back. I believe we had uh, a good. My mic went out, so I was no one talking and talking, and uh, no one could hear me. Uh, Miss Wiggum, are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> okay, I, I, my, I'm like, why can't I hear nothing? So the mic, the mic, uh, I guess now. So hopefully, uh, you guys didn't hear the few choice words that I said once I realized I couldn't hear my mic. <laughs> No, we didn't. <laughs> okay, I I I apologize uh, once again for that, but go ahead uh, with the Wigan report. 
Okay, well, I've got a couple stories for us today that we can kind of go back and forth about. The first story for the Wigan Report is going to be about a woman who posts a who posts, I'm sorry, a selfie in a stolen dress. We are so consumed these days with, you know, this self obsession with taking selfies and pictures of yourself that is actually ending up landing people in jail. Um, I've seen where people have went to jail from taking selfies with, with stolen money or with drugs and, and stuff like that. Well, this one is actually quite funny. Police are investigating wow. <laughs> the theft of clothing and jewelry from a southern Illinois boutique. Um, they say a woman was arrested after she posted on Facebook photos of herself wearing a stolen dress. The woman was 27-year-old Danielle Saxton. Um, She was arrested on a misdemeanor retail theft charge. Um, Authorities say a distinctive leopard print dress was among the items she stole on July the 11th from the boutique. The store's co-owner ended up posting a picture of the stolen items to Facebook so that public could actually help them find it, and they did. They found it on this girl's Facebook page, and she was arrested from stealing the clothes from the boutique. That is quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, how, how, how awesome is that? People, think, just think, if, you, if you're going to do wrong, uh, don't post it on the World Wide Web. It says www for a reason. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, and you, I never understood that either, why people would post themselves, like, doing illegal stuff and, 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 and get mad. Like, also, like, what, what up? The guys who are, like, on child support, but they post stacks of money, and you're like, wait a minute, what? Okay, so anyway, (laughs) I digress. Um, The next story I have is about a Michigan woman who shot her lover over bad sex. Mm. (laughs) Um, This was a Southfield, Michigan woman who was convicted of shooting her lover over a suspected affair. So basically she's saying that he performed badly because he was getting it somewhere else. Um, Sadie Bell, her name is Sadie, so we can only imagine how old she is. She's 58. (laughs) I knew a lady named Sadie, and she was very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe not as interesting as this Sadie. Um, She admitting to shooting her boyfriend in the stomach last year um, because he was not climaxing to the point that she thought he should while they were doing the poop. Um, <laughs> she stated that she knew he was having an affair because he wasn't climaxing. So she also told police um, some other very graphic things about how she expected him to perform. She also stated that she was a very cheap date. She liked to have sex, and she expected him to be able to do what he had promised. And she then went on to say that she was just pissed off because she was underwhelmed, so she shot him. Underwhelmed. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so the, the guy actually, okay, again, this happened last year. So this gentleman is still recovering from this shot in the stomach. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, I don't even have any comments. I don't even have any comments on that story. <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead. You can I go just want to know story. who's the next guy. <laughs> Okay, the next story is quite interesting. It's about ASAP Rocky. He's facing a lawsuit for allegedly slapping a fan at a festival. Um, ASAP Rocky is 
again, facing a lawsuit for allegedly slapping a fan um, last September at the Made in America Festival. Um, He apparently hit her so hard that she hit the ground. The incident supposedly occurred as Rocky, whose real name is Rakim Mayers, made his way through the crowd. Um, She then said she still suffers from muscle spasms, migraine headaches, intense pain um, in her shoulders and into her arms and fingers. And uh, she said it basically uh, made her revisit some of the pre-existing conditions that she have already, she's already had about back issues. Um, she is seeking compensation and punitive damages for civil assault and battery. Um, she said it inflicted emotional distress, and she feels that he is liable. And along with him being liable, she named Live Nation and Jay-Z's Rock Nation the event organizers, the subcontractors, as well as the employers and employees of the security that was there that day, she is seeking $75,000. The rapper, ASAP Rocky, this is not his first time assaulting someone. Apparently, he assaulted a woman in Australia, well, not in Australia, an Australian fan, after she blew him a kiss. So she didn't even touch him. She Hmm. blew him a kiss, and he assaulted her. Um, and that happened well, in June of 2013. Yeah. Oh, and this not, that's not the last one. In October of the same year, so October 2013, um, he allegedly attacked a stagehand at New York at a New York City venue because he complained that the st- that the stage was too small, and he reportedly put that stagehand in the hospital. Um, he was also arrested July of 2013 for fighting with a man inside a New York clothing store after the man confronted him for using drugs in the shop. Rocky struck a plea deal, getting probation in three days of community service. What's with these celebrities well, thinking that above the law? Like, well, I don't know. I mean, he weighs, what, a good 140 soaking wet, so I'm not, I'm not sure how much damage he's actually doing, but okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to even waste a lot of time. Maybe that will fall under... The black on black uh, vibe. Well, no, she, they weren't even black. Australian and, and who, well, whatever. He, maybe he's just an angry little man. Well, I mean, I mean, the clothing store. We don't know who, who they were, but <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, who does he really think he is? I mean, he he hasn't. I'm not saying it gives you the right if you have so many years in in, in entertainment or if you're like Cher or somebody, but he just got in the game. So I'm just. He just became popular to the general public, so I'm just wondering, like, why are you sabotaging your career like this so soon? If he went away today, well, he wouldn't hey. care. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, everybody can't handle fame, and, 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 and it's not for everybody, and that, that that's a little crazy. Like I said, it, it's probably some underlying issues from his childhood, um, something we'll probably talk uh, more on later in the show. And also, I don't know if you guys, Heard before we had the little glitch in the system, but the Wigan Report is brought to you by Colophage Mortuary, where service is their number one priority. Uh, we're not going to go to commercial break because I don't really know what happened uh, when everything got disconnected. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I got word that you guys heard a few commercials. Am I right? Yes. Okay. All right. So we're going to go right into the topic today, and that is black on black crime in America. And the devil is a lie. He tried to disconnect me from the show because I had a lot to say. <laughs> I had so much to say by myself. 
am a black man, African-American, whatever you want to uh, call it. I don't believe in the word African-American, but whatever. Um, and this has been an issue that has hit close to home with me, um, especially locally with the shooting that we've had today, last night, um, Chicago, you know, when I made the reference that right now it is safer for a black man to be in Afghanistan than in Chicago, 77 shootings over the weekend, 14 deaths in Chicago. Guys, there's something wrong. Now, whether that be fathers are not in these people, are not in the home, single mothers raising terrible men, um, the system is against all uh, they feel like people like to say the man is against me, which I totally disagree with that philosophy. I hate when people say the man is against me, um, the system is against me. I, I understand where you're coming from and what you're trying to say. However, a lot of this responsibility, I believe, falls on us. And I don't even know if you agree with me, Miss Wiggum, on uh, oh, I do. What, what, <laughs> what, on what I'm saying. But if you have an opinion on that, please call 646-595-2490. Again, that is 646-595-2490. We're talking about black-on-black crime in America. It is running rampant. I read a statistic that said 90% of crime committed against a black person, guess where it's from? Yes, another black person. (laughs) 90%. So that means that only 10% of the time uh, someone of another race is committing a crime against you. And yet we always hear people talk about the man or the system. Well, true enough, it may be by design to a certain extent, but we have taken that design and we are working on perfection of it, in my opinion. And it is definitely something that needs to stop. Later on in the program, I'm going to play a clip from uh, Bill O'Reilly a guy who I don't agree with all the time, but in a way I may have to agree with him uh, on on this particular topic. And then after that, we're going to take a commercial break and open up the phone lines. But uh, Mr. Wig, I'm, I'm just here ranting and going off. I need to calm down. Uh, do you have anything to say about this? I mean, you said it all, basically. I mean, <laughs> we can't sit around and blame authority figures or other races for our problems. We we glorify uh you know being thugs. We we don't necessarily not not we, I don't want to keep saying we, but there are certain areas of town or certain areas in any town where it's glorified to sell drugs or to make a quick buck or and to carry a gun. I've had friends who've told me that they grew up, you know, small ages learning how to um, live a thuggish lifestyle. And with a thuggish lifestyle comes, you know, violence. And with violence comes death. And that's actually very sad. And that happens a lot in, uh, you know, in black communities. And maybe, and not even just necessarily black communities, but, you know, you have the mixture of the, minority, you know, with the Hispanics and everything in the community as well. But, of course, we're focusing on black communities tonight. But um, it's it's a very sad situation. It's a cycle that needs to be broken. 
and um, it it only way it's going to be broken if it's recognized. I, I I agree with you. I was talking to someone earlier, and uh, somebody may bring this up later in the show. Uh, it, it could possibly be, be hip-hop. But um, before we go into that, I want to play a clip, and I want people to hear this clip. And after we play this clip, we're going to discuss it, and I'm going to go to the phone line because um, what you're about to hear, I believe, hits close to home. And it's, some people are totally not going to agree with it, you know, and some people are not going to agree with it simply because it's coming from a white man, and, and that's just, let's just be honest. But I'm going to play this clip, and I want you guys to listen, and then we're going to actually uh, discuss and talk about this. Here we go. Continuing now with our lead story, Race and Crime in America. Last night I spoke with actor LeVar Burton, a good guy, who follows the race situation very closely. Does the fact that reported crime, not convicted crime, reported crime, so overwhelmingly tilts toward African-American men mitigate this, that reported crime, mostly by other African-Americans, all right, is overwhelmingly in the black, young black man precincts, does that mitigate anything? I don't believe it does. I really don't. You have to look at the culture in which uh, the, this bias is held. And you have to look at the imagery of the culture and, and, and what the popular culture has turned out in terms of the representations of, of people of color. I wouldn't know how to react, Reverend Jacques de Graff, a Baptist minister and Fox News analyst. So, what I, I was trying to get across to Mr. Burton, who's very passionate about uh, how blacks are treated by the justice system in this mm -hmm. country, and the Trayvon Martin case is an extension of that, um, that, look, there's a reason why more young black men are in prison. There's a reason why police are more cautious while approaching a black man in a car. And the reason is, overwhelmingly, violent crime in this country is generated by young black men. Am I wrong? Well, uh, part of it is geographically based. I mean, all black men are not, this, uh, are not in high crime areas. So, so it's, not, it's not in the DNA. It's, it's geographic. It's in, in, in certain conditions. Well, wait, number then one. How, if, if that's your contention, Reverend, what do you, how do you react to this statistic? And this is unbelievable. In 2011, 91% of all black Americans who were murdered, 91% were murdered by other black Americans. I mean, that, that cuts across every geographical boundary. 91%. But most crimes are committed by people from the ethnic group uh, of the perpetrator. They're, they're people who are known to each other or function in the same community. But, the, but that's an astronomical and it's a, and, it, and it's a troubling and condemning. And it is the reason why so many of us in leadership in the African-American community have been raising this alarm for a long time. You know, your question about uh, does the media cover these kinds of things and how do they cover it, the media does not cover a lot of things in the African-American community, including those of us who have been saying there's a crisis here. Why doesn't the media, in your experience, cover it? Because they don't think it's newsworthy. But it's how not can important. that be possible? There's almost a holocaust in Chicago. That's Do you exactly realize that Chicago is more dangerous than Afghanistan for it, Americans? Especially black Americans. Right, because that's who's being killed. Because, all because, black Americans. Because, because those who decide what is important in the news don't think that African Americans and African American life generally how are important. How can that be possible when they're so liberal of deciders? Because the, the, same people, the same people look at the same set of statistics despite disparities in health care and a variety of other educational disparities, and they say we're in a post-racial era because Obama got elected president. 
That's a false notion. Uh, I don't believe the New York Times and other liberal entities, NBC News, are, are thinking that way. I think but that's, but that's, that's the, what the I coverage. They're flat out afraid of the issue. They're afraid of reporting that blacks are killing blacks in Chicago. Well, if that's, so, if, if that's so, then that's patronizing and condescending. It and, is, and, and, but that's and, what's and, happening. They're but, afraid of it. For whatever the reason, the fact is that it's having a, a, a tremendously negative effect on the American discussion in general. And, but not only that, it's having a tremendously negative effect on the black community because the problem's not being solved. Absolutely. All right, so more <laughs> black Americans are dying. And that brings us to Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman. There's no way on earth this trial should be getting this much coverage. And the only reason it's doing it is because it's, it's a light-skinned Hispanic against a black kid. Well, I, I, I think, I think that the, the, the centerpiece of the, of the, of the trial and the, the issue, in, at least for African Americans, is that this man was told by his dispatcher, don't follow him. That's a key to it. Look, it's an interesting case one way or the other mm -hmm. because of the stand your ground law, mm -hmm. because of the 911 call. It is. There's no doubt about it. And I'm not complaining about let's see how the justice system works here. I'm not complaining about mm -hmm. that. What I do fear very much is that if Zimmerman is acquitted, and it looks like he will be, all right, that black Americans are going to react negatively to that acquittal. Well, I, I think black Americans are, are, are reviewing, assessing, and feel like we are under siege for a variety of reasons, of which this would be just one. The criminal justice system doesn't work. The, vote, the, the, the legal system doesn't work. We're very distressed by the findings of the Supreme Court. We're more distressed about the reactions of Congress uh, in general in terms of fair treatment. But all of those grievances, concerns. while they are legitimate, mm -hmm. all right, cannot be applied to a single case of alleged murder. If no. Zimmerman isn't guilty, he isn't guilty. If the jury finds it that way, and you start to have people burning buildings down, there's going to be a major problem. There, here. There's going to be a problem when people feel that, that they, there's open season for whites to shoot blacks. And, and, and at the heart of that matter, it, it, it lies in the, the cynicism that well, goes If they all feel that issues. way, you can't change it, but I'll tell you where there is open season on killing blacks. In our, Chicago, but, Illinois. Well, no, it's not just Chicago. It's well, that's too where the intensity is. But it's is. in too many American cities where, where government has not done, and, and black leadership has failed. All right. Well, there you guys have it. Um, outside the Trayvon Martin case, which, you know, we're not here to talk about that case, which he, we do know that he eventually was not convicted. Um, I have to agree uh, with Bill O'Reilly to a certain extent. We want to run from uh, this issue and point, and I, and I hear this a lot, you know, the disenfranchised open season on, on, on black men. And, and I think that, I think that some things are designed against us, but these designs or set up in a way where we, we have a choice whether we want to do this or not. Now, this black-on-black -black violence thing that's going on um, that is extremely, extremely uh, absurd to me, I have to believe it is from a, a cultural standpoint. Now, like I said, I'm gonna, we're going to go uh, take some calls. Alicia, are you still here with us? Yes, I am. Uh, did, you heard the clip. I mean, did, did you yeah. agree or disagree with what you heard? I, I can't say I agree. I mean, from what I've heard, he was trying to say that, you know, the news media is afraid to report on black-on-black -black crime and and that um, we are afraid to face the fact. And, and again, we're not, I'm not trying to rehash the Trayvon Martin case, but he used that as an example to say we were ready to jump all over that but not on black-on-black -on -black crime. 
The reality of the situation is that black-on-black crime isn't new. Black-on-black crime has been happening for years. People just don't care. It's not newsworthy anymore. I mean, it, I mean, we care as a black community, but society doesn't really care <laughs> if you really want to know the truth. I mean, it only makes the news if it's a massive amount, like the stuff that's been going on in Chicago. But other but, but, that, but it's even not even with Chicago, looking at with Chicago, it has it, it didn't get the same coverage that the Trayvon Martin case got. Seven seven shootings in one weekend, teen death. Um, did they, how many people got killed at the Sandy Hooks case, Sandy Hooks thing? I mean, it was, they had a memorial and everything. I don't, it wasn't 14 people, what was it? That's um, because um, it, wasn't, it wasn't new. It wasn't new. It wasn't well, new. Well, it so wasn't 14 new. black but, people and, dying, 77 black people getting shot isn't new? I'm telling you the truth. Let me tell you. I lived in Atlanta <laughs> for a certain amount of time, Okay. There, and I went to uh, uh, HBCU, and as most people know, HBCUs, uh, historically black colleges and universities, are located in bad neighborhoods in most cases, with the exception right. of, like, Tuskegee. They're mostly don't, located in bad neighborhoods. In the parking garage, I stayed in the dorms at this time, in the parking garage, there was a terrible stench, a very horrible, terrible stench. And we complained about it to you know, our, uh, you know, housing people. And they eventually called authorities, and it was two dead bodies that was just in the back of the parking garage. Now, you would think the mix of it being discovered at a college, and now these weren't students that, that had passed away, but you would think that it was discovered at a college, and this and this and this, all these factors would make it be news. I watched the news for two days and saw absolutely nothing about that story because it was not news. It was a terrible neighborhood already, and and, and it was just kind of like, you know, on, and plus it's, it's in an active city, uh, and there's other things that they found more important to report. It, whether it's reported on the news or not, we need to come together and bond together and do something about it and stop letting the media raise our children and teach them what they should be doing. Tell them they need to go back to school. Tell them that they need to not watch all this violent stuff on TV. There's, there's so much stuff. I mean, and even, even World Star, I can tell you firsthand, um, my nieces had gotten into an argument. They were 11 and 12. They got into an argument, and they have tablets. And, you know, sometimes you monitor, sometimes you don't. You don't have time to really do that. But they had been watching World Star. They, you know, start pushing and shoving, and they start pulling each other's braids. And I'm like, they start doing that because they've seen it on a world star clip. So people are becoming so, so, so you violent think, well, you think we're, at a younger we're promoting age. Violence. We're promoting violence within our community, therefore leading to more yeah. black-on-black violence. Okay. Well, we're going to go. Exactly. Gonna go, uh, what if somebody to, does that? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go to the phone line and get and get some opinions uh, from from some of the listeners. So I'm going to take the first call. Uh, go ahead. Uh, you know, hello, caller. Hello. All right. Well, I'm not sure what uh, went on right there. You got a prank call. <laughs> you got a prank call. So you got a prank call. Well, we're 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 back talking. Uh, black, black on black violence. It's, it's, this, this has been a tough show for me <laughs> tonight. So <laughs> um, <laughs> someone, somebody don't want to hear this message because I have a point of view on this, 
And um, I got to be honest with you. I think it's us. Um, I, I do think that the system – and, and because I work close with the, with the, the state attorney's office here from time to time on, on different things, I just feel like, you know, we, everybody thinks that their Pookie and Ray Ray are, are, are good guys, and it's like, man, your son is a terrorist. Like, <laughs> man, your, 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 your son is a he, – he, he, He's he's running around here. He's robbing people. He's killing people. He's doing different things, and he he's not this great guy that he you know we have bad siblings and and, and, and let it be what it, let it be what it be. But we're I think a lot of mothers are in denial, and I think a part of this comes from the single. I think I think it comes from a breakdown in the home. And in that breakdown in the home, like you said, a lot of you know mothers are out working. If they have a job, the kids are being raised by TV. Then you have. Uh, your hip hop and, and and things like that, which to me, I'm not I'm not against I'm not so I don't know about to twist my words I'm not against hip hop per se, but I am against the violent message that some of the songs portray. You know, okay. slap that hoe, stump this bee. I mean, what, what, what are you talking about? You know, I stay strapped twenty four seven. What do you need to stay strapped twenty four seven if you're not in the war zone for? <laughs> I mean. So obviously there's a there's a problem that we have even even downtown music where violence is promoted twenty four seven around the clock. I'm gonna go back to the phone lines and uh, I'm gonna try to calm down. You guys get me excited. <laughs> okay, Carla, you're on there. What's your name and where are you from? Good afternoon. How are you doing today? Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. My name is Fred. I'm calling on this topic. And a few things I want to touch on. Uh, I think the reason why the black-on-black crime is so bad in our neighborhood is because of hip-hop and this trash TV that we could watch in the household. I'm not a big fan of BET. Matter of fact, I grew up without watching TV, so I turned out pretty good. Uh, once I got older, you know, I look, and the kids growing up, also prayer in the home, whatever religion you practice, is not as prevalent as it used to be. Those factors in itself will make uh, people turn out and act violent. Like also the like a like a warrior simplex, you know, it was pretty bad. Also in different races, like in different time periods, you know, like it was like in the back country, Arkansas area, Kentucky, Tennessee area, where it was a lot of white on white kind of crime. So that's more so, you know, now it's transcending into our neighborhood, which uh, you know, I think we should start with by about a music thing and what our kids listen to, and I'll back out and let you elaborate on that. Yeah, I, I I have to agree with you. You know, like I said, I, um, I do, I really do like the old BET. Um, now I do think that in in the black culture, like I said before, we for for whatever reason we harbor violence. It's, it's like we love it. You know, I remember um, a certain artist. I'm not gonna call his name on the show. I'm not trying to get sued, but you guys know him. He uh, had a group back in the day, and I went to this concert and. This guy said, look at the end next to you and slap him. <laughs> who, says, <laughs> who says that? I mean, why promote that kind of violence at a concert? And, you know, and I got into, like, this huge debate not long ago, and uh, they was like, well, Robert, it's not, about, it's not about race. Like, have you been to one of these, like, mosh pits and it's, like, a bunch of white people? I said, yeah, I've, I've seen it. I've been to one or two. I said, but it is not the same. 
they act crazy, and guess what? The next tomorrow, the next day, they're going back to their law firm and their doctor's offices, and they're going back to their normal life. You don't see people mosh pitting down Beach Boulevard here in Jacksonville all the time. But you can see someone riding 24s, banging music, and strapped like they're in a music video. So I think that a lot of these kids, they, they look at this and they watch this stuff, and, and to them it's reality, and it breeds a certain kind of violence. Like, I don't want people to think also, that Robert is against. Go ahead. Uh-huh. And also, uh, I think a lot of us, uh, a lot of our younger black generation don't have no goals, don't have anything to look forward to because their parents a lot of times don't instill goals into them, don't speak positivity into their life, and so they don't really have anything to look forward to. So I got a mentee that I be mentoring, and uh, I t- I don't really let him watch and like, listen to a lot of violent music because it's embeds itself in, it, in kids' subconscious. And when they grow up, they think, oh, that's what should be instead of reaching out for a realistic kind of goal. So right, that's right. what. I'm yeah, I think I think I think it definitely started um, um, at, at the home. I think um, a lot of parents in the black community are home. Like I said, I don't. I'm not here to just harp on um, just, you know, blacks because, you know, some people, they'll be like, well, Robert, crime is crime. It's like, yeah, but statistically speaking, we're more violent toward one another. And then, you know, people say, well, any any group is going to be more violent on violence in that certain race group. And that's very true. But if you go to the FBI website and you look at the number of cases reported, the numbers are way over when it comes to black on black versus white on white, Asian on Asian, Hispanic on Hispanic. Yes, it's always going to be your ethnic group that you get most of uh, this violence from. We know that. But it should not be at 90, 91%. It, 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 just, it just shouldn't it, should, it shouldn't be that way. You know, I, I see people, they get scared when they see a, a big pickup truck coming down the road with a rebel flag. I'm like, I, what are, you, what are you scared of that for? You're more likely to get shot by the guy with, with the big rim. Or, or, or Rob with the guy, you know, in the in the neighborhood. And and not to, to, to trash the black neighborhood, nothing like that, because that's exactly where, where I'm from. You know, something definitely has to be done. And then we get beside ourselves when the police are profiling us more than what we would like. But the truth of the matter is, we as black folks do the same thing ourselves. And, Lacey, you could probably feed in on this. I mean, you live in a pretty good neighborhood. When you see someone that shouldn't be that looks suspicious, I mean, does it not? Do you not wonder what is this person doing walking down the street? What's going on? Yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> You're kind of like, okay, where did they come from? Um, is there a rental house down the street or something? Like you really <laughs> come to these conclusions, like you're trying to figure out what are they really doing here? Um, but, I mean, that is a true statement. And, I mean, not to sound bougie or anything, but certain areas of town, not, I, I mean, I might be the first person to say this out loud and on the radio. But you know that if you have a decent car, you might have a little bit of change in your pocket, you go through certain neighborhoods, you're going to lock your door too. (laughs) So, I mean, I lock my door when I go through certain areas of town. I mean, obviously you try to lock your door the whole time, 
But there are certain areas you go, you make sure they're locked. Now, now you know, if you were a white woman, you would be considered racist, right? Right, I know, I know. But I'm a black woman. <laughs> you, my you, name is Alicia. You, 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 see, <laughs> you, you see where I'm going here? You, my, my point is, there is a problem. We want to make it more of a black and white issue, but the truth is we look at the situations no different from a lot of our white counterparts, but because of the color of their skin, they do get called racist. And I got to be honest with you, if you were a white woman, if you were a white woman, you would be considered racist. But not by I'm 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 a this is not a real statistic, but I'm gonna say I believe ninety percent of black people would, would would be like, Miss Wiggum is racist. And just by making that comment they'll probably call you a, a I don't know if it was a sister Tom. I never heard of it. They go, Uncle Tom, but maybe you'd be a sister Tom. <laughs> I tell you they call me call me bougie. Call me bougie. Right. No, but and, it's it's the reality of the situation. It's reality. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure there's no, I, I mean, I want to say there's no, because there's probably somebody listening saying that, oh, she's bougie. But the reality of the situation is if you had, I, I don't drive a, a Benz, but if you had a Benz and you were riding through, um, you know, I'm not sure where all of our listeners are, but if you're on a certain side of town that you know is one of the rough sides of town, and let's say in Jacksonville, if you say I'm driving through out east, in <laughs> my Mercedes Benz, and you get stopped at a stoplight, you and you see somebody you know cross the street that doesn't look you know too too well put together. You cannot tell me you are not going to make sure your doors are locked. I mean, even if you got an automatic lock, because my car automatically locks when I hit the reverse button, uh, or, or I mean switch to the reverse shift or whatever you call that stuff. You know, I'm not all technological with the car. But when I switch my car in reverse, my door is automatically locked. So, I mean, I still am going to double-check even though I know that happens. So I'm not, I'm not well, about friend, to stay in front. And I'm not the only we, black we, person we, to uh, do it. We thank you very, very, very much uh, for your call. You brought up a very good point. Now, um, I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I'm not totally against uh, BET. And also, Lacey, you, you brought up very, 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 I mean, extremely valid points. And I am so happy that you brought those points up because – there are people that's listening that, that that will probably call you bougie, but then they'll turn around right now. And this is, has nothing to do with being out east. I, I love the people out east, but let's be honest. You know that that the crime rate in that area is is a lot higher than let's say uh, uh, the the Mandarin area. And for those of you who are not from uh, the Florida area, it's kind of like uh, <clears throat> Southern Boulevard in the Bronx and the Hamptons. So that kind of everybody can kind of understand where. Where, where I'm going at uh, when, I, when I say that. And I think this is something that starts with a, a, a cultural thing. I think it starts, uh, I think a lot of celebrities and things like that are responsible for this. And I think we need to step up to the plate and, and, and hold people but, accountable for what's going on. Go ahead. I, well, I was just going to say, you know, to your point um, that you were saying about we focus more on uh, black crime versus another race versus black on black crime. Mm-hmm. I, I I can agree to some extent but not completely. Um I I totally understand the outrage in in cases like the Trayvon Martin case and, and like uh like the uh the Dunn trial that happened in Jacksonville with um mm-hmm. I can't even remember the young man's name, but, you uh, know, Jordan the Davis. reason, Jordan Davis, the thing is, is that 
when it's black on black crime, and I hate to say it, but you, it's not a shock to you. It's not a shock to my system to hear that Pookie, Pookie killed Ray Ray. It's not a shock to my system, okay? It is a shock to my system to hear that a 17-year-old boy who was at a gas station with his friends was shot because the man told him to turn down their music, and they just they didn't do it when he told them to. That's a shock to right. my system. Right. Well, it's a shock it, it, to my it, system. And and the mm-hmm. thing about it, it was based upon race stereotypes at, at that time. Uh, right, but mm-hmm. it was it was it was it was raised upon the stereotype of young thug boys. Now, while I do believe that he should go to prison or whatever, when you heard the case, the reason why the jury was hung, <laughs> you know, it is because the defense was able to bring up the fact that, well, I mean, the perception, I mean, he felt like his life was in danger. I mean, it's almost, it's almost equivalent to when you said you pull up to the light and you see that unsavory character crossing the street real slow looking at mm-hmm. you. <laughs> now, what he should have did was, like, you just locked your doors, called his girlfriend or wife and said, babe, let's go. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he, he, he handled things a, lot, a little differently. That's why he, he's going to spend the rest of his time. Uh, in prison, but um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it comes to it comes to a point where we have to look at ourselves and realize, hey, where we we're... need to realize black on black crime is a is a big deal. We sh- we don't need to have to, we shouldn't have to wait for the media to tell us that it's a big deal. We need right. to realize it's a big deal. That's because black life isn't valued to some degree, and that's why even it's among not new. us, but even among us. Ray Ray. Even, yes, among even among us, us, even among Pookie and Ray Ray, because the first thing people say, you know, when they, I was someplace recently, I saw the north side somewhere, they were fighting in the gas station, the first thing dude said, man, I'm going to kill you. I'm about to go to my car, get my gun, and I'm going to kill you. I'm like, for what? What are they fighting over? Because he cut in front of you at the gas tank? Really? You're going to spend the rest of your life because... He cut in front of you before you got your five dollars on pump two. Come on, <laughs> five dollars on pump two. You know what? You know what? Somebody gonna listen to this and just really roast you because this is Pookie Ray Ray five dollars on pump two. Like what? Where are you going with yeah, this? I mean, really? Like oh, so now, now you about, you about to shoot a guy because he cut in front of you to get to, before you got a little bit of gas, a little bit, a little bit of gas. Right. That's true. And, I mean, but you know, that's like the gentleman said who called in. That's because we're not. Well, not necessarily we, but there are some parents um, who African-American descent are, are of minority descent, and they let the media raise their children. They don't instill values. They don't instill that, it, you know, you need to finish school, get a job, get married, have children, you know, do things and in that order. And not every child is going to do it in that order, but, you know, you train for a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he should not depart from it. So it should still be instilled in them. But we have younger parents, and they are living off of the system and glorifying living off of the system, and therefore makes little little Johnny or little John John have to go out and get a job sooner or earlier, and they may not be of legal age to actually work and bag groceries at a Publix or Winn-Dixie, but they are of age to go approach some drug dealer to allow them to sell little things on the side of the street to make a little extra cash to so they can go buy those new Jordans that, that ASAP Rocky or somebody mentioned in a song. 
So it's, right, it's a right. domino effect, you know. So they a lot of kids are introduced into that lifestyle because of the things that they want and the things that they are lacking at home. And if we instill values from the beginning, and, and, and you know, like the gentleman brought up, BET. BET has failed me. I remember watching BET as a young child, and there were shows like Teen Summit that talked about issues that happen within the black community, issues that happen within teenage relationships in the black community, and it was enlightening. They had other shows, but now all you see is reality TV on there, trash videos. I mean, and there was even a time when they would play these trash videos, but they wouldn't play them during regular Times. They had a show right. called BET Uncut, and they'll play the trash videos in the middle of the night. You had to stay up to watch it at like 1 o'clock in the morning if you wanted to see some trash. And, and, and it has failed me because that's no longer. That's no longer. And, and they want to, you know, they get in, it's, in, it's, in our, it's embedded in our minds. It's embedded in our homes. And the parents are younger. They don't really know what to, how to raise the children. So, I, so we need to recognize it on ourselves and turn this so, thing so, around. So, so, so beyond recognizing. What's the solution? I mean, so we know the numbers are out. The statistics are out. We know that black and black violence is higher than any other race right now in America. Mm-hmm. We know that it is more safer for a black man to be in Afghanistan than in Chicago right now. We know yeah. that uh, 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 hip-hop, not all, I'm not going to say hip-hop, certain, certain artists promotes violence in their music. We know all this. What's the next step that should be taken to say, hey, you know what? We have to start somewhere. And let's be real. This has been a long time in the making. So, of course, we're not all going to get together, band together, and within a week, all of a sudden, black on black crime is going to be down by 30%. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying we need to start somewhere. We need to support positive black things, like positive black shows. Positive, exactly. uh, 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 positive black TV. You know, right. you, 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 you have you have a degree in broadcasting, so you know that people love trash TV, trash radio. Right. We we, we know this. Ratings are through the roof when you're when it's just trash. But when it's good stuff, people don't want to hear good stuff. They, they don't they they don't want to hear it. I sound like I'm I sound like I'm fussing. <laughs> I'm arguing with somebody. No, but they they definitely don't <laughs> want to hear good stuff. No, not 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 at all. Not even a little bit. And it's very sad. It's a very it's a very sad day, America, because there's a problem, and we refuse to face this problem. Most of us, and the little the few black people that that you had these conversations. There's a lot of people that talk like me and you, but that's all. That's it. They're talking. You know, what, 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 what do we, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here in the black community? I mean, we could start so many places. We could start by fathers stepping up to the plate. You know, right. a, father, a father being in a young man's life is huge. That's, that's a big freaking deal. Even if, even if you're not taking them to big parks, just sitting with them on a bench and eating chips, that means so much to a kid, you know what I mean? 
uh, a lot of a lot of these kids, one of the things that they I don't know the statistic off the top of my head, so I just don't want to throw a number, but it's pretty high that most of these guys that commit violent crimes didn't have a father in the home. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty high number that says that a single mother that has boys and girls these days, because women are starting to get just just as violent. You know, it's more likely that they're going to commit a crime. And we 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 went over those statistics in uh, one of our earlier shows in season one on how um, the broken homes uh, showed that I, I believe that it was, and something has to be done ASAP because our next generation is getting worse and worse. It definitely is. I mean, you thought our generation was bad. This next generation, they are how do I say off the chain. <laughs> it, it, it it is about to be a rude rude awake. I mean, just like just today, like I said, the little ten year old that got that got shot right here, right here, not not far from the studio where where we're at, got shot. Pretty rough neighborhood, but you know that is somebody's daughter. That could have been your daughter. I'm talking to the audience. This could have been your child, your son, your husband, your boyfriend. It could have been you. And we are uh, reactive people and not proactive a lot of times. And I don't want to sound like I'm chastising, but I'm just passionate about this issue because, you know, it hit, it hits close to home. You know, I had a cousin this year that was murdered. They went to his house, shot him in the head, just, just mm. b- 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 broke in and killed him. You wow. know, I, I know firsthand how it feels to lose someone. And he ain't the only cousin that I've lost to, to, to violence. I have a good bit of family members that I have lost to violence. And it's, it, it's sad. So when you hear me ranting, it ain't, man, that, that, that Robert Simmons guy is, is crazy. I don't know what, what he's talking about. No, it's, I've witnessed this. I've witnessed, witnessed this firsthand. I've gone to visit my dad in prison. Black on black violence. You know, when he got out, I was grown. <laughs> so, so you can't tell me that I don't I don't know what it's like. No, I know exactly what it's like. I know exactly what it's like. But we're gonna tone it down because we have like a minute left. Ms. Wiggum, I appreciate <laughs> you uh, coming on the show. <laughs> I, and and I, and I apologize to you that if, if I sound like I'm I'm chastising, you know. Son or no, but like it that. needs to be said. But, it needs to be said. But you know, said, it's it's something that's close to home. You mm-hmm. know, so I want to thank everyone for uh, tuning in tonight, Miss Wiggle. I thank you, and I also want to apologize, guys, for the for the glitch that we had. Um, we're, we're we're working on the, on the we're in a new studio, so we're working on, on all the hard wires and making sure everything uh, flows uh, very smoothly. But uh, God keep everyone. Uh, God bless everyone and. God bless our nation and our people, and may we may we just do better in a community. Don't forget, August 6, 521 West Forsyth Street, the TV show. Be there, 7 p.m., 521 West Forsyth Street. God bless you. God keep you. Thank you for listening.
The real talk, the real talk with Mr. Robert The real talk, the real talk with Mr. Robert The real talk, the real talk with Mr. Robert The real talk, the real talk with Mr. Robert Robert Sanders.